2: John Jastrzemski, Sports Radio 101.9 FM, and Sports Radio 66, WFAN. It's 8.04 here on this Friday evening. It's JJ, John Jastrzemski, we are taking you through the next two hours right here on the fan, and I'm sure you can tell. Little extra pep in my step, because the New York Yankees come Monday... Again, a chance for revenge against a thorn in their side all year. Those pesky and very talented Tampa Bay Rays. So let's welcome in a guy who's been killing it all year for the MLB Network. I I got some insider information that he just came out of the makeup chair and he's ready to rock to be on MLB Network. That, of course, is the great Greg Ansinger. So, Greg, they did a good job making you look pretty. All's good? Let me tell you, man, I care.
0: You know, I'm honest about it. If I, you know, you, if you look good, you play good, that whole expression, I feel that way about television. The hair's got to look right. Uh, you know who shares that that same passion for making sure everything's in place? Bob Costas, who I get to work with here at MLB Network. The dude cares. A makeup artists always near him with a little mirror so he can check out his sideburns and the side of his hair. That's how he operates. I'm not that extreme, but I'm getting there. I'm 41 years old. By the time I'm Bob's age, which I think is 46, <laughs> I'll probably be doing the same thing.
2: Hey, Greg, you still got that flow going too, man. And listen, I, I'm not there. I wish I had the flow you got rocking, but I'm spending time when I'm doing my S&Y uh, my hits. I'm on for two minutes. I can't imagine being on for an hour like you guys. You, you I mean, so Yeah, I get that. it, man. You Look good, feel that. good. Yeah. Amen to that, man.
0: You're not Look, you're, you've got the voice, you've got the energy, you're funny, you're informative. You're a star, bro. I'm sure people tell you that all the time. But well, nice that's part time, man. A, I, I, I appreciate that. No, no, no. I know your gig. You, you bring on your guests, you make them feel warm. Well, I'm going to counter I'm going to give you a compliment. You're really good when you're on TV. I think you might be even better. And you're a star on the radio. So I'm just letting you know, man. Talented dude. That's what Greg. you're
2: Real appreciate real. I appreciate that, man. Let's get down to nitty-gritty, though. We got a series where there ain't going to be any love lost between the Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays. And, you know, Greg, I go back to when the Yankees played Boston before they won that 2004 World Series when, you know, Pedro's throwing Don Zimmer down and you got Kareem Garcia, the Aaron Boone game, and that 2004 ALCS that I've blocked from my memory – but I think about Tampa and the Yankees and the back and forth, Kevin Cash talking about his stable relievers, Chapman throwing it, guys. Dude, how fired up are you to watch five games with these two teams? I can't how wait. Up?
0: How fired up? We're doing an entire segment tonight on MLB Tonight following the Cardinals-Padres game called Bad Blood. And we're going to have a little <laughs> blood boiling meter. Graphic. It's going to explode when we get to the Rays and the Yankees. Because if the Padres win tonight, they play the Dodgers. And remember the whole Grisham pimping the home run against Kershaw? There's some bad blood there. We get the Marlins and the Braves. Remember when Orenia drilled Acuna? And we thought Acuna was out for the year. Now, Orenia's not on the roster because he's hurt. But there's a little bad blood there. And then you've got the, the Oakland A's and the Houston Astros. There's a lot of bad blood there. Because, you know, the Houston Astros, now I'm starting to talk smack. Like, hey, we're back in the postseason. But no one comes close. Not one of those matchups comes close to the Rays and the Yankees. Kevin Cash is even-keel, chill dude. When he went off the way he did, that stuff is permanent. He came back the next day. There were no shenanigans. But he means what he says. And that guy is still livid about what happened when Chapman threw that ball over 100 miles an hour at the head. I'm sorry, at the head of Brousseau, who's really their Ben Zobrist of the season. What Ben Zobrist used to be, the Rays. So for him to come out and lose his mind to the media, and then Aaron Boone, who admits that they're friends, but not anymore. No way. There's so much bad blood between the Rays and the Yankees because the Rays are better. The Rays are better. And I I know no Yankee fan wants to hear that, but the top three in that rotation is ridiculously good. And the bullpen has 13 different guys closing games. 13 different guys in 61, 62 games have closed the game for the Tampa Bay Rays, and that's a top five bullpen. It's not like it's because they don't have a Chapman. It's not because they can't figure it out in the ninth inning. That is a record. So he's got versatility. He's an open-minded decision maker, which is led by the front office, and the Tampa Bay Rays have figured it out. The Yankees are feeling it. There's bad blood. And if there's a blowout in this five consecutive day series, you're going to see some theatrics for sure.
2: I don't think there's any question. And I can't disagree, Greg. In the regular season, Tampa was better. Now, I don't put a whole lot of stock in the regular season games because, you know, we've seen it in baseball history, sports history. You know, a team dominates one another in, in regular season games, and it's totally different come playoff time. Dodgers, Mets, 88. Um, Yankees, Indians, 07. In football, the Giants and the Cowboys, the year Eli and Coughlin ended up winning a Super Bowl. But. I see Tampa and you hit on it five consecutive days. And it's weird for me to be saying this because I'm not used to teams having a major leg up on the Yankees when it comes to the bullpen. But Greg, I think it's not even close. Tampa has an enormous edge in the bullpen because of the 11, 12, 13 different guys. They can run out there. And because of the way this series is formatted now, do you think it's a major advantage to Tampa playing five consecutive days? Absolutely. And not just five consecutive days um, and their
0: depth. It's the, the multiple high leverage situations that their bullpen has been in. So what we saw last two days in San Diego, for example, Trevor Rosenthal got in game one. Why? You're down by three. Why? Now he pitched a ton last night, so you've lost your ninth-inning hero. Are you going to bring him out three straight days? Uh, We saw Liam Hendricks throw 49 pitches in game two against the White Sox. They didn't bring him back out. He told me last night on MLB Tonight, it it was painful. It didn't feel good. He didn't throw well, but he survived it. You know, Chapman's the ninth-inning guy. Yeah, you got Britain, but when you have guys in these roles, and now it's a marathon all of a sudden. We don't have travel days, one, two, three, four, five. five straight days. You have, you have to have guys that can be in those high-leverage situations in the ninth inning. And the way the Rays manage the 60-game season with putting everybody in a melting pot and everybody's getting out to the ninth inning, everybody's going to take turns coming out of the game uh, you know, in the fifth inning despite the fact they're only giving up one hit. I mean, Blake Snell, there's no reason for, to take Blake Snell out of that game. I'm sorry. Give one knock, it was a ground ball the other way. To Alejandro Kirk? Are you kidding me? What I thought the other day, the Blue Jays Dungout would be celebrating, but Kevin Cash does what he does. And it works. This dude Fairbanks got the save. He's six foot seven, throwing a hundred and one mile an hour cutter, and that was his first save. In a playoff game, he gets the ball in that high leverage situation. So because they have managed the game from a mentality standpoint where no situation is a big situation because they've all been in the big situation having a five-game series where you're going to rely on maybe three different pitchers closing the game out for you is advantage Tampa Bay Rays a Chapman will not be able to get all three saves he's not going to be able to do that possibly for the Yankees so it is a serious advantage for the Tampa Bay Rays
2: okay Greg I get the sense you like Tampa in this series but if the Yankees are going to win um. what is the bigger key in your opinion? Yeah, is it uh, Garrett Cole or is one. it the lineup? To me, it's the lineup. That lineup mashed against yeah. great Indian pitching. They are going to have to be savage-like in Nensum if they're beating Tampa Bay. Is that fair?
0: I, I totally agree with you. And there was one – there's one guy – LeMay, who's going to get his. Uh, Voit is, is a fun player to watch. Aaron Judge looks great. Giancarlo Stanton's giving great at-bats again. Giancarlo Stanton is giving great at-bats again. And when
2: he's doing that, all of the sudden, I don't know if you agree with me, the bottom of the Yankee lineup comes alive. No question. Greg, they don't win game two without Stanton grinding out at-bats. And how about Sanchez? You know, everybody rags on Sanchez. They want him gone. He stinks. And I get it. He had a terrible, disappointing season. But they don't win game two without Gary 2 run homer. Sack fly if the Gordy struck out with the bases loaded. They need those guys to hit, Greg. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, listen. I think – and the other guy, Gleyber Torres – in the bottom of that, towards the bottom of that order, coming alive. So I think Stanton made the back end of that lineup, guys that are used to being stars, feeling like, oh, we're the scrubs, Gardner, Torres. We used to be the stars. Gardner hit cleanup for a while. Torres was the best player on the planet. Gary Sanchez was the number one catcher in the game. Giancarlo Stanton had the biggest contract in baseball. They're all in the bottom half of the lineup. When Stanton went yard, and when Stanton started putting together great at-bats, it kind of woke them all up. Like, oh, wait, wait, we're not the New York Yankee, you know, rejects, I hate using that word, but, you know, we're, we're not the you know, the modern version of A-Rod when he had ace. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is... These guys are talented still, and they can take over a game. And we saw Brett Gardner and Glaber Torres do that. And you mentioned uh, Gary Sanchez coming through in a big way. To me, it all is predicated around the bridge between the top half of the lineup and the bottom half of the lineup, and that's Carlos Stanton.
2: We got Greg Amsinger over at the MLB Network. Greg, turning our attention out of the National League. Look, the Dodgers are heavy favorites. I mean, they got it all cooking. I can't believe the Red Sox were dumb enough uh, to trade a Mookie Betts. I get it. Financial concerns, whatever. That guy is a stud. I- I'm thankful as a Yankee fan. I don't got to see him in the division now for the next six, seven, eight years. That aside, they're really good. They've been knocking at the door. They've been in the World Series As you look at the National League, and I'm watching the Cards and the Padres right now, and the Marlins stun the Cubs, the Braves are in the NLDS. Out of any of those teams, who is going to give the Dodgers their best run for their money?
0: By by far, it's the San Diego Padres. By far, it's the San Diego Padres. Now, that is all based on getting Clevenger and Denelson-Lamette back in that rotation. It was deflating to the Padres, when they found out that they knew they were going to be without Clevenger, when they found out the day before that the Nelson Lamette wasn't going to be available, you could just see that they didn't have any energy. Game one, Cardinals-Cruz. Game two, they're a 4 nothing. They're, they're going to sweep this club. And then their best player, Fernando Tatis Jr., did something that we're all dying to see Mike Trout do in a postseason game, which is remind us he's the best player on the planet. Fernando Tatis Jr. is that right now. I mean, he is the most talented player that plays this game. And I think of all the different teams, of all the different teams that are still alive, including the Atlanta Braves, they don't have enough starting pitching depth. They just don't. I love what Freed and Anderson did, but, man, the injuries have just decimated that squad. Their bullpen is veteran-laden, but it's a different kind of veteran reliever. These are former closers. They're not multiple-inning guys. So Will Smith, love him great. Mark Lanson, love him great. You know, Chris Martin, love him great. But these guys aren't going to do it. Julio Arias did for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Or what Dustin May might do if he comes out of the bullpen for the uh, L.A. Dodgers. It's different. So I think what the San Diego Padres have, especially with Trevor Rosenthal now being the closer of that club because Kirby Yates gave him nothing this year, uh, if they get Clevenger and Lamette in that rotation, the the San Diego Padres have the lineup and then they would have the starting pitching to go toe-to-toe with the Los Angeles Dodgers.
2: Greg, I want a couple of shekels on the Marlins on their serious price against the Cubs. I love their pitching, uh, watching Alcantara, watching Sanchez. Cubs, to me, were overrated all year. But, man, I remember having a conversation with you before the start of the year. I had the same conversation with your colleague, Carol Reynolds, and you both told me something wacky is going to happen in this 60-game season. A team that nobody could have ever imagined being in the <laughs> postseason is going to be there not only did it get there, they win a series, for goodness sakes. What an incredible job by Donnie Mattingly in the Marlins.
0: By far the manager of the year in baseball.
2: In baseball.
0: I'm sorry. There's not a close second. I mean, there, I mean, Mike Schilt dealt with the, with COVID with the St. Louis-Carlos got in the postseason, and that's great. Uh, Montoy with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, they didn't play a single game in Toronto, and they made it to the postseason. That was awesome. Uh, but I'm sorry. What Don Mattingly did, over 100 roster moves. Are you kidding me? 62 games they've played now, over 100 roster moves they've had to make to just nickel and dime their way to having enough healthy players to do this. And then once they all got healthy again – None of them have missed any time. Dickerson and Aguilar and Anderson and Cooper and Joyce and Rojas, they had stability in their lineup, which we didn't say for the last five years. Their starting rotation is consistent. Their bullpen, they've got the most overlooked closer in the sport. And it's so ironic to me that he struck out the side to send them to the next to the division series. Brandon Kinsler had 14 strikeouts in 28 innings. He's their closer. He's 36 years old. He's a little dude, but he knows how to pitch. He reminds you of Ryan Franklin. Remember Ryan Franklin, the former All Star closer. Sure do. what Kinsler is. They have got a unique. Style of play. They, they manufacture runs. They're not going to mash you to death. And they've got one of the emerging stars. He's the most talented pitcher to wear that uniform since the late Jose Fernandez. And I'm talking about Sixto Sanchez, who they got in the JT Real Muto deal. He's a true number one at a, young, at a young age, that makes them dangerous. It does. I don't think they have the offensive thunder to get all the way to the World Series, to the teams I just mentioned. But, man, what a story, the 2020 Marlins. It's incredible.
2: Greg, you think they're alive against Atlanta? I do. Ooh, you think Atlanta? I mean. I no, think I think the, the Marlins can beat them. Call me crazy. I, I think I, they I, can beat I, them. I don't, I don't know if they will, if but I they they think they're alive. Live.
0: I just think five days in a row, that lineup was going to wear him out, man. That lineup. The, the, the difference for the Braves, they're not getting enough love. they got the best player in Freddie Freeman. He's going to be, he's going to be the nl He's the
2: MVP, hands down.
0: He's totally going to the agree. Uh, they've got two guys that came out of nowhere. The number one free agent signing in all baseball was Marcelo Zuna, who led the National League in home runs at 18. Hit another bomb the other day. Uh, Adam Duvall became, you know, Babe Ruth, for like a a week with two, three homer games. When those two guys emerged as consistent sluggers in the middle of that lineup, a lineup that already features Acuna, Freeman, Albies, and the rest, it changed the way the Atlanta Braves looked. They they weren't a top-heavy lineup anymore with Acuna leading off and Freeman batting second. They've got a deep roster, and Austin Riley, we forget, has some of the best raw power of any young player under the age of 25. He's a forgotten man at the bottom of the order. So this is a dangerous team offensively, and they're all feeling good right now, taking selfies after homers and stuff like that. So I, I think that offensive firepower, just like, to me, it's the National League version. You're going to call me crazy. It's the National League version. Braves-Marlins is the NL version of the Yankees-Indians. The Indians had the starting pitching, too much pitching for the Yankees to handle. The Indians are going to shock everybody. They're going to easily walk through the Yanks, and the Yankees' offense was just too much. I think the Marlins' pitching is great, but the Braves' offense will be too much in the series. All
2: right, Greg, and I know what direction you're going, so I think you kind of gave it away at the start of this interview. You like Tampa over the Yankees, Correct. I do. I
0: do. But I think it's going to go five games. Uh, the lack of depth in the starting pitching for the New York Yankees is going to hurt them. That's going to be the deciding factor. Are
2: you concerned about Cole three days rest if he – because they would definitely pitch him on three days rest. Yeah, I can't no. see the Yankees going Montgomery there. That would concern you?
0: Uh, I, I don't think it's, you're going to see uh, – even if, even if they do that, I, who else is going to get him wins? That, that's, that's the way I look at it. So no matter if the Rays go bullpen game, game four – and then bring back Snell game five, which is probably what they would do. Even a bullpen game for the Rays, I'd, I'd like the bullpen game of the Rays over anyone else they throw in game four. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how good their bullpen is, and it's what they've been doing. They've thrown openers out. They didn't do a lot this year, but it's part of their DNA. They started the trend. So I just think the way this is set up, it's just from a – a methodical standpoint and strategy, it just works for Kevin Cash. And he's angry. You know, an irked manager going into a a postseason series where he really wants to send the Yankees home. He wants this team sent home packing, and you know he's telling the boys that too. The Rays are sick and tired of being the third-best team in this division. It's the Yankees, it's the Red Sox, and oh, aren't the Rays really a really lovable story? They don't spend a lot of money, but they're really competitive. They're tired of that. They're, that narrative is just under their skin, and I think they're going to flex their muscle in this series. I really do.
2: Greg Ansinger over at MLB Network, and Greg, listen, I love you. I appreciate the time. I hope you are dead wrong on that one. <laughs> so when we talk in a couple weeks, you know, maybe uh, you guys on MLB Tonight are talking about like a Yankee-Dodger World Series. I like to sound out a lot more in the Rays-Dodger World Series, but... We shall see, my brother. Keep Uh, up the good work. We'll be watching every night. Go get it, all right? All right. Thank you so much. They have a good stuff there from Greg Amsinger, and I can understand why he's making the case for the Tampa Bay Rays to go and win this series. I will give you my pick on this American League Division Series. We got more of your calls. We'll look ahead to week four in the NFL. It's JJ After Dark. We're keeping you company right here on The Fan. (sighs)
1: Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?